0: All right. Good morning. And thank you for attending this morning's board meeting. CMHA is holding its monthly board meeting virtually via webcam and teleconferencing on Tuesday, October 27, 2020, as approved through Ohio's novel coronavirus response bill, which directly affects how local governments throughout the state operate in conducting public business. (laughs) Excuse me. These sweeping changes were approved Thursday, March 27, 2020. This provision sunsets when the governor withdraws the state of emergency for December 1st, 2020, whichever is sooner. This is the contemporaneous meeting for instrumentalities that do not have any new business or matters requiring deliberation. The meetings of the following instrumentalities, Laurel Homes One, Lincoln View Incorporated, Reserve on South Martin, Southwest Ohio Housing Development Incorporated, Carey Crossing Development Corporation, West Union Square Development Corporation, Sutter View Development Corporation, Pinecrest Rad Development Corporation, Park Eden Evanston, LLC, Park Eden Apartments Development Corporation, Mariana Terrace Development Corporation, and Bennett Point Development Corporation are hereby called to order. Roll call, Ms. Mitchell.
1: Present.
0: Mr. Weedman. Present. Mr. Harris. Present. the chair is present, we have a quorum. Commissioners, uh, have you reviewed the September 29th, 2020 Minutes for these instrumentalities. Motion and to approve. Thank second. you. Second. All right. Um, roll call. Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Wheatman. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. The chair votes aye. The motion is passed. Uh, there is no new business for these instrumentalities. May I have a motion, motion to, adjourn. to adjourn? Thank you. A second. Second. Thank you. Roll call. Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. And the chair votes aye. The meeting is adjourned. Now uh, we move on to the regular meeting of Touchstone Property Services Incorporated for Tuesday, October 27, 2020. The meeting is now called to order. Roll call, Ms. Mitchell. Present. Mr. Weedman.
2: Present. Mr. Harris. Present.
0: And the chair is present. We have a quorum. Item three is approval of the minutes. Is there motion a motion to Thank you. A second? Second. All right. Um, any corrections? Nope. Hearing none, uh, roll call Ms. Mitchell? Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. Harris? Aye. The chair votes aye. Uh, the motion passes. Item four is discussion of recommendations. Resolution number 106. To approve the write-off okay. of Hamilton County Affordable Housing, Springdale Senior Limited Partnership, that doing business as Baldwin Grove, Reserve on South Martin, West Union Square, and City West Retail uncollectible tenant accounts receivable balances for the third quarter of 2020. Is there a motion? Thank you. A second. Second. Thank you. Any questions?
3: Yeah, Rima, could you just run through that real quick?
4: Uh, absolutely. So um, good morning. The um, items for, um, it's it's for the quarter for all the touchstone properties. And at this point in time, the total for all of the uh, properties is 105000 And it's primarily made up of two large amounts. Uh, one is for Kitty Couture. And the other one is for Q Kids, Kitty Couture, and Q Kids were uh, City West tenants, and uh, one of them had a restructuring done to their lease, so the remaining balance of their old lease was written off. It was about seventy six thousand seven hundred dollars, and the other one was Kitty Couture, which was pretty much they um, they kind of left and uh, left us with. Okay. Them. And it was, um, it was the prior year. And so the cleanup is occurring this year prior to the audit and it's about $18,800. Okay.
0: Thank you.
3: Sure.
0: Any other questions? Okay. Hearing none, um, let's see. We have a motion and a second for the roll call. Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman, Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. The chair votes, aye. The resolution passes. Resolution 107 to approve the monthly financial statement for Springdale, Senior Limited Partnership, DBA Baldwin Grove, Reserve on South Martin, Cary Crossing, West Union Square, Hamilton County Affordable Housing, Sutter View, Evanston, Pinecrest, Park Eden Apartments, City West Retail, and Touchstone property services for the nine months ending September 30, 2020 of calendar year 2020. Is there a motion? Thank you. Second. Questions? Hearing none, roll call, Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Thank you. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. The chair votes aye. The resolution passes. Resolution one zero eight approving the calendar year two thousand twenty-one annual budget for Springdale Senior Limited Partnership, DBA Baldwin Grove, Reserve on South Martin, carry Crossing, and West Union Square. Is there a motion to accept? Oh, sure. Thank you. A second. Yes, yes. Thank you. Any questions on me? This hearing none, a roll call, Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Reedman. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. The chair votes aye. The resolution passes. If there's no other business to come before. Thank you. A second. Second. Thank you. Roll call. Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. The chair votes aye. The resolution passes. Uh, The Touchstone Property Services Incorporated meeting is adjourned. Now we move on to the regular board meeting of the Cincinnati Metropolitan Housing Authority for Tuesday, October 27, 2020. The meeting is now called the order roll call. Ms. Mitchell.
1: Present.
0: Mr. Reedman, Present. Mr. Harris. Present. The chair is present. We have a quorum. Item three is approval of the minutes from September. Okay, thank you. A second? Second. Great. Any corrections? Any none, roll call, Ms. Mitchell? Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. Harris? Aye. And the chair votes aye, the motion passes. Item four on our agenda is presentations of which we have none this month. And item five on our agenda is public comments for which we have no speakers who've uh, asked to address us. Uh, item six is the JRAB Ross grant update. Any questions or comments from commissioners on this report?
2: No, I just wanted to uh, thank um, uh, Commissioner Johnson for, um, I'm sorry, let me turn this meeting down, uh, for your update and just you know keeping us up to date with um, everything with the survey, uh, um, you know, Thank you for navigating that and moving through that. But I do appreciate um your responsiveness. And I thought that uh you know Ms. Mitchell's request was like actually quite reasonable and you know showed the sign of engagement and just so thank you for following up on that. Appreciate it.
1: You know.
0: <laughs> okay. Very well. Uh item seven is discussion of secretary recommendations. And regarding that, I'd like to ask that we consider resolutions. 5463, 5, and five, four, six, four together. Uh, if there are no objections, hearing none, I'll read each resolution with opportunity for questions and discussions after reading the resolution. And then we will vote on all three resolutions at the conclusion. So resolution four, five, six, two approving the bad debt write off for September, 2020. Any questions? Hearing none, we'll move on to resolution 5463. Excuse me, approving the fiscal year 2021, September 2020 financial statements for the Cincinnati Metropolitan Housing Authority. Any questions on that? Okay, moving on to resolution 5464. Resolution approving the fiscal year 2021 budget revision for the Cincinnati Metropolitan Housing Authority. And now may I have uh, for all three, thank you, a second? Second. Thank you. Any questions or discussion on any of the three?
3: Yeah, Rima, can you um, go through the uh, bad debt write off for September, 2020?
4: That's happy to. Um, so for CMHA, uh, for the asset management program, we have written off eleven thousand five hundred eighty-eight dollars and nine cents for the month of September. On a year-to-date basis, is a little over sixteen thousand. We're averaging about fifty-three hundred for the uh, for the three months for this year. Um, obviously, the numbers are low because we have the moratorium, and um, you know we anticipate they will uh, increase as moratorium is lifted.
3: What are we seeing uh, as it relates to, uh, obviously there's a moratorium, but uh, what are we seeing as as it relates to uh, receipts? Sure.
4: So we are averaging around 15 and a half to 16% on our receivables as, you know, uh, outstanding receivables. Uh, We actually built our, um, we have an allowance for doubtful accounts. We've uh, increased it to about 750,000. It's about eight and a half percent. Um, so we are anticipating uh, around that number as we uh, lift the moratorium
3: for those people that for those people that aren't paying are we getting any indication what the issues are or
5: um, Maybe Marquita could Markita. answer that
4: question.
5: I'm sorry, so you said for the individuals who you said are not paying?
3: For the individuals that currently aren't paying, are we getting any indication why, uh, why that is? Is it because they don't have to or is it, uh, because there's a moratorium or is it because they're under certain certain other situations that uh, prevent them from doing it?
5: So um, individuals, have, we've seen job loss and um, also reduction in hours from individuals. And so that's impacted uh, their ability to pay. We do reduce rents uh, based on individuals' income, so that gives some relief. But there's still other uh, financial obligations within the, you know, within the household. So we're seeing that job loss and the reduction of hours impacting our families. Um, also, uh, we have um, seen where there are some individuals who, um, for what ever reason. Uh, We didn't see necessarily a a job loss, but we have seen where um, they have not uh, made the payment towards their rent. And so what we're doing in those particular situations is we're still staying in contact with the households, um, making sure that they understand that while we are underneath the moratorium, which means we cannot proceed with eviction, nonetheless, uh, rent is supposed to be paid. We just can't take it to the, you know, um, uh, to those final legal steps. Right. So So it's a, it's a mixed bag bag, to be completely frank.
3: Okay. So when somebody, uh, has a job loss, what's the process of applying for a reduction in their rent? They, They go ahead.
5: Yeah, so there's two ways that an individual can notify us. They can either go into the management office or we have a household reporting line that's 24 hours that a person can call in and leave the information that they've had a reduction in either their, in, um, their hours or they've had some type of job loss. We reach out to those households to get the information back for them to verify it. Fortunately, during this time, Um, HUD has allowed uh, for individuals to self-certify, recognizing that, you know, during, um, especially during the time of the stay-at-home order, trying to reach out to employers got to be a little difficult um, as some of the businesses were shut down. So there is a ability to to self-certify. Otherwise, they bring us in the information showing their job loss. And then we go ahead and we reduce their rent appropriately based on 30 percent of their adjusted gross income
0: okay
3: so how long does that process take it, it probably we probably get it done pretty quick don't we
5: yes we try to get it done quickly because we recognize that you know there's an income loss inside of the household so it would be less than 30 days
6: okay great thank you and also also marquita mentioned that it goes back to the date that is confirmed that the person lost their income so
3: So, right director it's retroactive to the
0: date they lost their their income, correct? Correct. Okay. Right. Great. Marquita, I'm sorry uh, Did I cut someone off. No. Okay, Marquita. Um, wow, this is a lot of activity. Uh, how does your staff and anyone else who's responsible for processing these changing incomes keep up with this load? You you must have. <laughs> Had to modify or adjust to, uh, you know, just keep up with this unusual workload. I'm curious so, to know. So You're yeah. just putting it off. I don't know.
5: No, well, we we don't we don't put it off. Um, we're trying to to keep up with it as, as it comes in our doors. Um, it is teamwork inside of the management office. Uh, to get the information that the recertification specialist needs to um, make the needed adjustment. Also, we're always trying to be innovative. You know, trying to figure out the best way to reach the residents to get the information that we need as quickly, quickly as possible, so that we can make those make those adjustments. But we're 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 it's teamwork trying to to make sure we get it done. Uh mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think this is another reminder to um, board members how you're finding a way to get the work done and uh, work the mission so that people don't have to suffer. Um, but it, it, it's clear that, that you folks are working overtime to, to, to make that happen. Uh, you know, uh,
6: literally or, or, or not. So, yeah. Yeah. so, so, so can I just chime in yeah. just a little bit um, just to go on the tail end of uh, Tom's question um, as Marquita said Tom um, we have a mixed uh, a mixture of uh, residents um, that are in situations that are in true pandemic situations where they lost their income or lost their job because of the pandemic and then we have a mixture of residents that are just taking advantage of the situation. So what we have found out is that there are uh, certain questions that a person has to answer. And if they do not answer those questions um, properly, then they are not covered by the moratorium. So um, what's probably, what not probably, what's going to happen um, is that when we, um, in January, sometime when we actually start to filings and individuals cannot answer those questions that um, have been put for them before them that are associated with the pandemic, um, we're going to see a lot of movement um, within the organization. But what we're really thinking is that we're going to see a lot of people paying. So we're hoping the, the latter uh, is, is what's going to happen versus us really having to go all the way and put people out of, out of housing. The other thing is, I think, Marquita, can you fill the board in on what, um, actually what um, you are doing and what the staff is doing as it pertains to um, hooking up with the community uh, providers and actually getting rent collected and and utilities?
5: Yes, thank you. So um, during this time, what we've been doing is making sure that we keep in try and keep residents aware of the funds that have come into our community through the CARES Act. So Hamilton County received um, money um, through the CARES Act fund. And uh, part of that money has been used for rental assistance, tower house to distribute in the community, um, community action agency, and um, the free store food bank received funds. And so what we've been doing is uh, we've spoken to the different organizations and uh, tried to find out how could we assist our residents in getting through that application process so that they can get access to those funds. And uh, those that's up to $2,500 um, and it can be used for rental assistance or for um, utility allowance assistance. And we've had some really positive um, response to um, our inquiries. And we're um, hoping to uh, be able to get started with Community Action Agency at the beginning of November. Um, And so their process is very, but basically it's an application process um, where they're trying to determine if the loss was due to um, COVID-19 and then um, they have verification that they require as well. And that's where we believe that we'll be able to assist them. Uh, the verification they're requesting is similar to the verification that we would request for our annual reviews. And we think we can help streamline the process for our residents.
6: So so, so uh, there again, all of the dollars that are coming in to help families are geared towards COVID pandemic relief. but. Um, As Martita said, there's a question uh, and the right answers will trigger the ability to help with the relief. If the right answers are not given, then the individual will not receive these funds. And so for the people that are, I'm gonna say, uh, maybe didn't lose their income or all of their income and they're just waiting to see what happens, I think they're going to be in for a rude awakening. For all of the individuals that were impacted, um, we are uh, have, like Marquita said, hooked up with the community providers. Marquita kind of she did a thirty-five thousand foot level, but really, really, she had a meeting with them. They're going to help us streamline our applicants to get to them um, because we have a lot of the information that they need to verify for the funds. So with the release of information, we can quickly turn that around then. So that helps them, you know, pass through the funds the way they're supposed to with the proper backup. And it helps us collect the dollars as well. And I think Joy's setting up an additional meeting with PRC. Is that right, Joy? That's
1: correct. We've been in contact with them in order to uh, assess the, our referrals that we've made um and as as to streamline that process even further. Um, we've been very successful with our PRC, that's uh the eviction prevention contingency funds through the Department of uh, Job and
6: Family Services, and we want to see that continue to flow. So so I just wanna I just wanted to be sure and I thought it was important that from a board pan, uh perspective, that you saw, we, were, we are doing all we can to put individuals and families in the best situation to pay their rent. The PRC funds, they also come from the county. They're not connected to the pandemic. So individuals, they have to fill out the applications. We've set up a pipeline where our applications can go right through, and we've done that with the pandemic relief. If a person doesn't respond and doesn't fill it out, then we're, we're going to take the natural recourse. But I did. I wanted to. I thought it was important that you you do know that um, between my cause and Marquita's cause, all of these organizations have uh, made it easy for our residents to access these funds. Um, it's just the residents have to act upon it. So um, if we do end up with a large amount of uh, evictions filed. Um, I do think that someone is going to say something, but I think it's important that you know, during all of these months, we have been sending letters, we have knocked on doors, and we have done everything possible to link people up that need help. The person has to respond and has to fill out the applications. I believe before the pandemic, we had collected over $170,000 from PRC by just doing this, and we still had residents that just will not fill out the applications. So, um, you know, if that's said in our community that well, CMHO, you're just putting people out. I just wanted to be sure that you knew that is not the case. But um, with us, eight uh, percent reduction in our rent just because a person won't fill out the application, that's not something I think is going to be acceptable uh, as well. So um, we're doing all we can to link people up to the dollars that are out there, and we're also sending out flyers. Marquita's group is sending out flyers. Uh, Mary's group is sending out flyers, making phone calls to Winton and Finler to residents um, to make them aware of all the resources that are in this community uh, to help.
0: Are those the Robo? Are those Robo calls that you're referring to?
6: Uh, well, Marquita, they make robocalls, but um, we also, for Mary's group and Whitney and Finlater, because of our Envision Centers, those are individual people we have on the phones and they're making calls. And since the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken, they've made over 3,000 calls wow. just to Witten and Finlater, just to link them up to services. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but part of it is robocalls. And a lot of the robocalls are about events, uh, the food giveaway, um, that we do every Tuesday. Now we start helping Winton uh, Hills pick up food from the free store to bring it to Winton Terrace every Tuesday. But wow. they give it out on Wednesdays. And then every Tuesday, Marquita's group um, with the church that we've linked up with, Marquita, how many baskets have we get? I know at the last count it was over eight thousand um, mm-hmm. that we are using our staff to pick up and wow. deliver. In some cases, the residents won't come out to get the food, so our staff is hand delivering some of the food door to door, so it doesn't go to waste and spoil because it's uh, fresh vegetables and dairy. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you
0: what do you think is the reason people won't come out and take it? Uh, is, is it pride? Is is it some other reason? I they don't. They don't need the food, or I, is it all the above?
6: I don't know. I think I would. Uh, if I knew the answer to that, I would bottle <laughs> it up and sell it. I tell you, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's, it's. Um, uh, I'm not sure, but I, I know we do housing. We're a property manager, but um, what I wanted to be sure is that you knew that. Um, we are stepping outside of the property management box um, to provide assistance where we, where, where we can.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I think that's admirable. Um, <clears throat> I think that those efforts may be appreciated down the road by outsiders and like you say, if we get into an eviction event. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm curious, uh, you're working very hard to have people come forward and fill fill out applications who've had income losses. Um, Is this a finite amount of money or is it more than enough money that's needed for our population? Or is this money available, not just to our population, but our population is competing in terms of getting in line with others in Hamilton County uh, before the money is all dispensed. What's the situation there?
6: There's there, the, there, the dollars are there. Um, I believe um, there's a deadline to uh, disseminate those dollars on the CARES Act money uh, through the 31st. Um, no one is saying that there's shortage of money to hand out. It is um, the amount of people that are applying, they are having issues uh, okay. processing it because okay. so many are coming in. Um, but, um, and that's what we had heard. So that's why um, myself and Marquita took the step to call the agencies, set up the meetings, and then try to create that pipeline to ensure that our residents, um, if, if they need, they get in, in place, uh, to receive the funds.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this would
3: well, thanks,
6: thanks for that info and uh, Greg, thanks for the info.
3: I, I was just, I think Greg, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I was concerned with at some point in time there, the moratorium is going to end and when it ends, there's going to be some fallout from that. And I want to make sure that we're all, we're all on the same page as it relates to how the process and how we're making sure that we attempt to facilitate everybody but uh god helps those who help themselves as they say and if you can't come in with the uh and, and make application and uh for the funds that are available then there's not a whole
2: lot we can do about it so right. I just want to make there's sure. two things i wanted to add and chime in um so i mean you know mr Weedman to your point i think that cmha um you know as someone who works in affordable housing this is a national conversation like this phenomenon is not something that is you know uh just reserved for cmha like all affordable housing that has resident services are dealing with this um fact of being able having support and then residents your residents that take advantage of residents that don't um and mr miles to your point when you're asking about why i think one thing that's really important to keep in mind with this work um and with resident support is that there's just a lack of a level of autonomy and um, a lack of privacy. And there's a there's a, a huge um, amount of vulnerability that goes to living in affordable housing because of the amount of times that you have to the amount of ways in which you have to expose all of your things that are happening in your life. So annually, you need to go in and you need to say you do a report like, did I lose my job? Did I get a new job? You know, if someone moves in your house, you gotta let someone know. If someone moves out of your house, you have to let someone know. Like everything that happens in your life, some you have to report to someone. And so I do think that our residents um, experience a certain level of fatigue around disclosure um, and the process of letting people in whenever there's something uh, that that's going on that or that they need. And so that's again, conversations that are being had at a larger national level. But it's not surprising to me. And I don't think that it's always just out of like apathy or like I just don't care. But it's a a weighing of when what feels better for me to not what feels better to me, but what is a a more and what is more advantageous for me to be vulnerable and expose myself or say that I don't have something. And how does that impact all of the other things that I'm dealing with? So just kind of a I think that's just a a a information that I think helps to understand when we see residents not necessarily behaving in the way in which we we would respond.
1: I agree with you, Reggie. I have been doing um, farmers to family for the last three weeks and taking them to uh, various apartment complexes in Lincoln Heights. And so I do wanna to talk to Marquita about Marianne and Darius, but it's, it, it's the exposure, um, you know, as Reggie said, it's the exposure, um, and some just feel that they'll say they don't need it. They're okay, but you know, when, if they would really think about it, it's something that they can use or they can pass it on. That's what we tell them. Okay, if you if you can't use it, give it to somebody that we don't know that needs it. You know, so um, it's it's just uh, we always wind up with a lot left over because people who say they're coming for some reason can't. So we, we've done the same thing, take it to their door. Um and, and hopefully so, you know, eventually um I, I think we can get to the point where um the services are there and they will be um uh, more comfortable in obtaining them.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's just fascinating, you know. I I I actually can appreciate the notion of uh Uh, the fatigue of uh, having to report so many um, aspects of daily life that those of us who aren't in affordable housing don't experience. Um, But And I I appreciate being able to hear all this conversation uh, on this uh, resolution, just to say, um, you know, if the person doesn't pay their rent because they can't afford it um, and they haven't availed themselves of the funds from the county, then that becomes our budget problem. So uh, I, I just wanna recognize the Herculean extra efforts that staff is making to connect our tenants. Well, first of all, make them aware that You know, basically all you have to have is a loss of income, a genuine loss of income. And uh, the um, gap money is available to you. And that just seems like in the end, worth the effort that uh, Greg, you and staff are putting out to connect our tenants to these uh, funds. Is that getting it right or am I missing something?
6: no I think, I think i think you I think you have it right um, um, I think um, in appreciation of all of the conversation I, I think all of it is right, and I think uh you know some of the reasons why people don't take advantage of it that's accurate as well and then obviously the the one word that I always use is some people just don't trust you, so just because I need something don't mean that I trust that you're doing the right thing for me so mm-hmm um that that's a huge part of it as well but it 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 goes to the point where um and and my main reason to making sure that the board was informed is because so often um we are the largest provider of affordable housing in the community and the question comes or is said with cmha you should have and uh, my response is yeah we did So um, we want to make sure we're in a position, if we unfortunately have to file someone, we can look ourselves in the eye and say, I did everything humanly possible and access every resource out there before I had to get to this point. Up until we really don't want to evict anyone, we just want um, to get, uh, I forget that judgment, but. Um, to get them to enter into a repayment agreement is good enough for us, um, you know, so they can pay their back balance um, as they go forward. So if the goal is not to evict, it's just to get the, the process started in the right direction.
0: Yeah. Well, um, it, it, it just seems mm. the most unfortunate that if we end up needing to go through or to commence an eviction process for someone who otherwise the assistance was available. Um, and I, I'm i assuming that you are documenting every touch, every communication of the availability yeah. of this uh, yeah. as uh, assistance so that when that moment comes, uh, it's on the shelf
6: and can be displayed to that, that anyone is the, who wants to see it. That is the most one of the most important parts of it, and Marquita myself and and uh, have talked about that, making sure we're documenting when we send, when we make touches, so when we have to send it to the legal department. And joy, joy has that to show the magistrate, um, mm-hmm. you know, that we we did try to do our very best um, mm-hmm. to you know to 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 help the individual all we we can now there are always certain circumstances that prohibits the person from even taking advantage of these things. Um, you have to know the one thing that I keep saying, and I want, we have to understand, and this is something that I learned, is that the moratorium, there is a questionnaire that you me. have to answer the questions correctly so you're uh, available for those funds. One of of the reasons that the service providers are having difficulty sending out those funds is process because they're overwhelmed with as many people that are coming in. So now they're getting more comfortable with the process. But the bigger piece is you are gonna have people to say, I don't qualify. And I don't qualify because those dollars to help individuals has stipulations they have stipulations. So it's just not, I just walk up and say, I lost my job, doesn't work that way. Why did you lose your job? Because if you lost your job because you didn't show up, they're not gonna help you. You gotta go to a different area to get help, maybe PRC. But the CARES Act, that's not, it's only if you were affected by COVID. And that's an important thing that is not advertised when these dollars are talked about. Oh, it's saying, okay. oh, we can put money out there so you, can, so you can pay your rent. Only if you are affected by COVID. And we all know there's things happen every day. People lose their jobs, lose hours, it has nothing to do with COVID.
0: Okay, all Right. Well, um, and then I remember uh, two or three years ago, um- We were able to improve on our uh, improve on keeping the bad debt from accumulating by uh, uh, knocking on doors as soon as someone was a few days past due. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, I, be, because we may be limited in how much we can be present on site and on the floors, Uh, because of COVID and COVID concerns. Um, Are we aware of any skips, Uh, people just moving out without telling us?
6: Managers are um, still knocking on doors. Managers are making phone calls. And managers um, um, are still checking units for skips. Okay. Um, So they, they are still doing all of those things um as it pertains to property management. Good. They're they're still doing that. So we never stop knocking on doors and making phone calls.
0: Yeah. Got it. Got it. Well um yeah I don't know. Um commissioners if you um and I, I just think this is even more impressive during this COVID uh episode okay. that uh staff is able to you know stretch themselves to two people to keep up with these additional tasks. Uh, Yeah, Marquita probably has something to do with that. (laughs) Well, whatever you're doing, keep doing it, apparently. Uh, You know, it's hard times uh, for many people, and it's heartening to know that uh, our CMHA staff is not leaving anything on the table in terms of uh, being a resource for our tenants. And you know, how can that not be <laughs> the, 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 the best defense, if you will? Not that we're doing it in anticipation of being sued. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And you know there's a hard way and there's an easy way and connecting them to this money for those who are eligible is clearly the easy way as much effort as it takes by staff. Any other questions? Okay. So let's see. Um, where am I, Mr. Secretary?
6: Uh, so um, You're calling a question for um, the three resolutions. So
0: three? Okay.
6: You got a first and a second and you just need roll call.
0: Very well. Uh, roll call. Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman, Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. Ms. Spears, I see has joined us. Aye. aye. Great. Aye. Yes. And uh, I'll take that as an aye.
2: Yeah. Aye. <laughs> okay. uh,
0: and the chair votes aye. The resolution passes. Item 7B is a request for approval to solicit aye. bids for the following items. Resolution four. Providing authorization to proceed with the request for proposals, solicitations for general goods and services from outside vendors. Solicitation 2020-1019, kiosks for property management services and HCV, CARES Act funding. Motion. Thank you. Second. Thank Thank you. Any questions? Hearing none, roll call. Excuse me. Roll call. Ms. Mitchell? Aye. Mr. Weedman, Aye. Ms. Spears? Aye. Mr. Harris? Aye. The chair votes aye. The resolution passes. Item 7C is a resolutions to award contract renewals. Resolution 5466 6, authorizing the CEO of CMHA to sign the first one year contract extension option for contract 2020 2003. HCV Inspection Services with Chase Construction and Development Group, LLC, DBA Chase Construction and Inspection Group, and Safe Built Ohio, LLC, and not to exceed amounts of $200,000 annually per firm for a maximum five-year, for maximum five-year contracts paid for by administrative funds. Is there a motion to? Motion. Be? Thank you. A second? Second. Thank you. Any questions? Hearing none, roll call. Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Spears. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. And the chair votes aye. The resolution passes. Item 7D is adopt a resolution to award the following construction contracts of which we have done this month. Item E is adopt a resolution category Resolution 5467 authorizing the CEO of CMHA to negotiate and enter into a contract for solicitation 2020-5001. Contract labor services with Cogent InfoTech Corporation, Vidwan Incorporated, DBA E Solutions, Lance Soft Incorporated, Infogeny. Incorporated, Omega Solutions, Incorporated, 22nd Century Technologies, Incorporated, Mavin Workforce, LLC, IBS Consulting Services, Incorporated, DBA Interactive Business Systems, Incorporated, Regroup, Professional Staffing, LLC, M.O.R., Talent Solutions, LLC, Track, Staffing Services, Incorporated, DBA Track Group. Corporate Temps, Incorporated, Accounting Principles, Incorporated, DBA, Agilene, and Precision Staffing Services, LLC, in a not to exceed amount of $2,900,000 annually for the pool of contractors or the board approved budget for a maximum five-year contract paid for by development funds, administrative fees, operational funds, and management services fees. Motion. Thank you. A second? Second. Thank you. Any questions? Hearing none. Roll call. Ms. Mitchell? Aye. Ms. Aye. Spears? Aye. Mr. Harris? Aye. And the chair votes aye. The resolution passes. Now, resolution 5468, authorizing the CEO of CMHA, to negotiate and enter into into a contract for solicitation 2020-7004, custodial services for campus with Primo services, LLC, and care and cleaning services, LLC, in a not to exceed amount of $125,000 annually for the pool of contractors or the board approved budget for maximum five-year contract paid for by administrative fees and management services funds. Motion Thank you. A second. Second. Aye. Thank you. Any questions? Hearing none, roll call Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Spears. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. And the chair votes aye. The resolution passes. Resolution 5469, authorizing the CEO of CMHA to apply for public housing capital fund emergency safety and security grant with the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Urban Development. Is there a motion? Motion. Thank you. A second. Second. All right. Any questions? Hearing none, roll call Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Spears.
1: Aye.
0: We need to get you a horn or something to save your voice. Um, Mr. Harris. Aye. And the chair votes aye. The resolution passes. Resolution 5470 authorizes the CEO of CMHA to pursue financing for Riverview in San Marco and to execute documents for the purpose of applying for financing for redevelopment which includes engaging Mm -hmm. co-developers, lenders, and tax credit syndicators. Motion. Thank you. Second. Second. Thank you. Any questions? Hearing none, roll call. Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Spears. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. And the chair votes aye. The resolution passes. Resolution 5471 authorizing the CEO of CMHA to sign a master development agreement with Gorman and Company for Winton Terrace and Fenway Gardens. Motion. Motion. A second. Aye. Thank you. Any questions? Hearing none, roll call Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Spears. Aye. Ms. Aye. Okay, great. Thank you. Mr. Harris. Aye. And the chair votes aye. The resolution passes. Resolution 5472 authorizing renewal of lease agreement for Milldale Recreation Center with City of Cincinnati Lessee. Zero. Okay. Thank you. A second? Second. Thank you. Any questions? Hearing none, roll call, Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. Spears. Thank you. Mr. Harris.
2: Aye.
0: And the chair votes aye. The resolution passes.
3: Motion to adjourn.
0: Thank you. A second. Second. Uh, Any questions? Hearing none, we'll have roll call. Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman, Aye. Ms. Spears. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. And the chair votes aye. The motion passes. Uh, Thank you to yes, everyone. Mr. Chair, yes. Mr.
6: Chair, I just have one closing sure. uh, item for the board. Thank you. Um, with the approval of item 5471, um, you guys just approved the go ahead of probably the largest redevelopment uh, in the city of Cincinnati with Finlater and uh, uh, Winton Terrace. So, um, I just want to say thank you. And those meetings that we had many of them, this is definitely the, the next step into redeveloping uh, and um, job creation and uh, redeveloping the largest site in the city of Cincinnati. So, I just wanted Good to job. say, great job, Greg. I just wanted to say thank yeah. you,
3: yeah, and all uh, um, the whole team doing a great job. This is a uh, great. We're moving in the right direction. That's for sure.
6: Yeah, this it's is gonna uh, turn
1: the city around.
6: It's gonna turn it upside down. I'm gonna say around. It's gonna. Be, it's it's <laughs> it's not gonna be easy, but I'm telling you, this is uh, this is huge. And I just want to say thank you to uh, Rima and Gary uh, Boars for um, all of their hard work and negotiating this this MDNA has been uh over um a year and a half coming so um this is the first of the three largest um but um and so in the next couple months uh, we'll be bringing the next one for the next largest uh development the second largest development in the city of Cincinnati so um um, when its it's something to say when you set out on a strategic plan and you really work it it's it's moving forward, but it's moving forward with a lot of job creation uh, and then improving the lives of a lot of families.
0: Here, here. Um, you know the agency over the decades and it will continue to be a target for criticism but um, this moves us out of the criticism that CMHA has deferred, not millions, not tens of millions, but maybe a hundred million or more of capital maintenance. And it was said it couldn't be done. We couldn't get on top of this, but with uh, you and your team and all the associates, you're making it happen. And I think that's something for you to blow your horn about. And Mm -hmm. I would hope that um, we could find some folks to tell the story uh, that you just summarized, how this is over a billion dollars in economic impact in Hamilton County before all this money leaves Hamilton County, the jobs, uh, you know, is not the greatest anti-poverty program, a good or better job. (laughs) So um, I would hope that we can find some people to tell the story, um, find some folks in the media or other stakeholders uh, to participate in that storytelling. Because, you know, it's what everybody says they want from CMHA. Everybody, and, and you're making it happen.
6: Well, uh, oh, it's it's, uh, it's not just me, but but it's a lot of people on these calls and people that are not on this calls. But I will tell you this: I believe the the best storytellers are going to be the residents. Um, I think Gary, um, we we as you know we started Pinecrest uh, in July. Uh, here it is October, and uh, Joe's uh, leadership on the construction and Gary's uh, on the development, and with Rema's oversight, they had their first resident open house on the first uh, couple floors, so the residents can see their units. Uh, Gary, you just want to go. I know everybody's got to go, but I I just think this is important for, especially for the board to know because you guys don't see this, get a chance to see this. So, Gary, you just want to give an update on how that went this past Saturday? Yeah.
7: Just explain to the board what what event you had. Sure. So, this past Saturday, we had an open house. We opened up a, a single bedroom unit and a two bedroom unit on the ninth floor. And we had residents within the building come up uh, kind of floor by floor and they, they all had a chance to walk through the units, both of the units, and, you know, get an idea of what they're going to be moving into. And it, it, it was really, it was really I'd like to say, motivating for me and the team. We had uh, Shonda as the project manager. We had property management there. We had relocation. You know, all the people that have kind of worked on this project. Um, participated in the open house and had to and walked residents through and of course we paid close attention to COVID procedures and things like that but you know as residents came out it was it was really cool to see people say hey I I had no idea I was going to be moving into something like this and people that were questioning whether or not they should stay in the building or move out when it was their time to relocate to a one, every one of them said, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm moving in here. I'm going to come back to this building. They were so impressed by the finishes. They were so impressed by, you know, the change that had occurred because I think they felt it was just going to be some paint on the wall and some new flooring, but this was, you know, this was uh, complete cabinet tops counters or like uh, cabinets and countertops and bathrooms and flooring and paint and ceiling fans and things that residents haven't, you know, a lot of them haven't had a new apartment or a new home. So, you know, this is all new to them. And, you know, we had, we had residents crying. We had, you know, residents that were just going on and on about, you know, how much that they really liked these units. Um, we had residents that were going to go out. They said that they were so impressed. They were going to go out and buy uh, new furniture to furnish the apartment because they had a new apartment, new apartments so they wanted new furniture to go along with it. So just the feedback was so incredible. We had, we had 60 residents walk through that day uh, in a period of two hours. And, um, you know, if 60 walked through, we had 58 positive and, you know, we, there's always gonna be one or two naysayers, but, uh, you know, we it was just really, really good to see the expression on the resident's faces when they came out of the units. Because we asked, we asked each one of them because we wanted to see that, because like I said, it's, it really is kind of a bit motivating for the team when you see a final product and you see the residents uh, Comments on on what we've done. So it, it it was a great it was a great
0: event. Yeah, and to the extent it's uh, appropriate regarding privacy and all all other issues, um, you know, you're right, Greg. This is that to, to have these unsolicited responses um, as part of a place on our website where someone can see these people having these reactions. And um, in that, I hear others taking ownership of the the site. And if you want new things inside, you want new and nice things outside. (laughs) It, It just goes together. And that unburdens Uh, the, you know, ridden hard and put away wet uh, challenge that so much housing has by tenants who don't own. Um, But these would also be on the shelf uh, pieces that could be used by media, maybe local television or whomever wants to do a story um, that, you know, with the right permissions and all that, uh, I couldn't agree more. You know, they are the ideal storytellers, but it just seems like this is an opportunity for us to move beyond the historic um, uh, unfortunate reputation of of our housing authority. This is a different housing authority. As Todd Portoon said, it's not your grandfather's. For your grandmother's housing authority, Um, and that's something to shout about. Uh, You know, we 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 need to figure out how to capture this and um, use the benefit of it in every way, in terms of how our tenants feel about living in our properties. And that's not the solution to everything, but it's one of those pieces that doesn't really cost us anything that makes our properties more valuable because they're more cared for by everyone including the tenants and visitors um you know we (laughs) that's another issue uh all the problematic issues that aren't caused by our tenants so much as as visitors the properties, and if it looks like people are paying attention, the bad guys don't want to be around. They don't want to stand out, and uh, you know, I think this is an incredible, incredible moment uh, for all the ways we talk about, and, and then even more. So, um, if if uh, you know, I hope what I'm trying to say, makes sense. Uh, I'm preaching to the choir, but only to the extent that um, don't be afraid to throw away your hammer and buy a horn on this, you know, you define who you are. Don't let others uh, who don't understand exactly the good you're you're doing. And I think that means we need to redouble our efforts to tell our story. What a great story uh, to, to tell at this moment. So forgive me for blathering on, but uh, um, I, I think this is the biggest moment in the history of the agency after its creation. Um, I, you know, Let someone argue with that. I don't think they can. I don't think they can. And you're not done. <laughs> you're not done. Uh, so, I well,
6: we, are, we, we do we do plan to make sure that we capitalize on these. Um, we have a timing uh, uh, process that we're thinking about. So we, we want to get done with these first five. Um, we're almost done with Stutterview, um, and then uh, as we as we utilize those and get those residents back in. Um, we, do, but I, I, I'll, I'll tell you. Yesterday, Gary gave me an update on the what happened Saturday. Um, but that reaction from the residents, because a lot of times we get a lot of different reactions from the residents, was, and I think you heard him say it three times. You could hear it in his voice. That's worth going through all the pains that we go through, and all of the shots we take and everything else because at the end of the day it's about those residents and so um, you know hearing that uh, side of the fence kind of gives us that re rejuvenated potion to say okay um, it's 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 the right thing to do um, and the and the other part of it is and, and Rima didn't mention it um, but Uh, You guys approved today those budgets for Pinecrest and Park Eden and and Evanston. Those were the first time that you did that. But the bigger picture is what we talked about um, as our strategic plan is to put this organization and those properties on more, a better financial footing. Uh, All of those properties um, as of 2012, they were all in the red. Um, what you just approved for those properties as they're going through RAD is that every last one of them are in the black. And so the, the process that the theory that we had, if we do this, we can put them in a the black and operate them at a better at a, at a, at a level. The short term is saying, yeah, you were right. So um, there's, there's, there's a lot going on in the organization. There's a lot going on in the country um, it doesn't mean that we don't fight and argue and push and yell at each other. And I mean, Joe and I was just yelling at each other at sort last week, but, um, about construction and, you know, um, it doesn't mean that. So I don't, I don't want to give the impression that that happens. You know, Mark and I yell at each other about, I want a dashboard and he's like, I'm working on it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, we're, we're it's CMHA is different and it's different from two years ago. It's different from last year, but I I think we're starting to see um, some of that sun come over the horizon um, and which is good. Um, you know, so we still got a lot of battles in, in front of us, but um, from, you know, just the last 12 months, we've, Done a lot, and and we couldn't have done it without you guys. I mean, without you guys trusting us and you guys approving the the resolution, so uh, I definitely uh, appreciate that um, as we go forward. So, um, but I just wanted to make sure that you guys were were aware of that um, because I think it's important for you to know too that, um, you know, if one resident says we did the right thing, that's good enough for me, but 58. I, I've been doing this 25 years. I don't know if I've had 58. I wish I would have been there to hear that, you know, <laughs> you know, um, but uh, that many uh, um, is, is, is news to my ears. I tell you. Yeah. So it rejuvenated me as well. Yeah. Uh, and
0: excuse me, go ahead.
6: No, I, I was, I was, yeah. I
0: was, well, you know, this is uh, a moment for the, within the organization who sees themselves as a wannabe Hollywood producer. I hope we're cataloging uh, (laughs) the uh, way to reconnect with those residents who made those positive comments so that when it makes sense to put a production together, a storytelling, uh, that we don't have to scratch our heads and say, now who was that that said that uh, over here and over there? Because I, I I couldn't agree more with you. These are, um, you know, these are our um, stars in terms of uh, the the people most credible at, at telling our story. Because um, they're living it. They're living the results that you're creating. You know, I'm the oldest serving board member. Um, you know. Rima and the Lisas and, I don't know, Marquita. how long have you been there? Joy, uh, Joe, uh, yeah. you know, you've all been there as long as I've been around. And wow, what a different moment it is 10 years later. Uh, what a different moment. And, you know, I tip my hat to each of you uh, to see how you've been able to adapt and, and just do incredible things, do more with less. Uh, So um, it's, we, we always have time to take time to recognize you and tell you how we see the difference, the positive difference you're making. So thank you. Any other board members have a comment? Then we'll see you next month. Uh, one more thing, Terry. Thank you. You clearly are struggling to make any sounds at all today. <laughs> so, we, we appreciate your uh, being uh, in the meeting and and uh, um, participating when you obviously aren't feeling your best. Well,
2: no, it's just
4: that um, just been working a lot. That's it. But.
7: My voice will kick in later. (laughs) Okay.
0: All right. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. Thank you so much. All right. Meeting adjourned.